Hey everyone, welcome to the Bully Food Challenge. Today on episode 23, we are going to look at the different kinds of advice you get about being bullied and how to handle it. And also, more importantly, what not to do. So the name of the episode today is what to do and what not to do, more importantly. Uh, Big warm welcome to all of you for coming out. I'm noticing more and more listeners, which is really encouraging to me. I am excited to make more content for you. And um, knowing that you're coming back week after week, I can see it's helping you in some way to continue listening. So thank you so much for coming out. I'm Kelly Sorg, your host. I've been teaching middle school for the last 20 years. And over that time, and even before uh, I dealt with some bullying problems myself, I've helped many of my students. And I want to do this project, this podcast project to help kids or anyone who's struggling with the problem of bullying, uh, learn more about the pattern so that you can reverse it in your own life. I'm not a provider. I'm not a healthcare provider. I can't give you that kind of care. So please reach out to someone professional in your area who can help with that if you need it. It's important to get your needs met in in mental health if that's becoming a problem. Um, I'm not even your personal teacher, so I can't give you individual instruction. And that's why I ask you to include a parent or a trusted adult to help you make sense of these episodes and apply them to your own life. All right, let's get started with today's episode. First, let's look at the typical advice people or the internet or whoever will be giving you about dealing with bullies. It's great to know how to reframe this kind of advice, any kind of advice in, in life, but especially right now with your problem of bullying, to make it work for you. So here's how you'll be advised to deal with bullying just through a simple internet search. He's, it's a list I, I got from my first uh, Google search on it. It says, uh, number one, trust, tell a trusted adult. Number two, ignore the bully and walk away. Three, walk tall and hold your head high. Four, don't get physical. Five, try to talk to the bully. Six, practice confidence. Seven, talk about it. And eight, find your true friends. This is good advice. It's all good advice, but you need to reframe it to your best advantage. So let's first talk about how to do that. And then we'll get into the even more important uh, part of the episode, which is what you should not be doing. All right. So the first one, tell a trusted adult. Telling a trusted adult is great for support and ideas. I've asked you to include a trusted adult in listening to these episodes because they can help you apply the ideas to your own personal situation and kind of help walk you through it ahead of time. But the thing is they cannot face the bully for you. And even if they could, or they did in some cases, like a teacher stepping in or your parent even stepping in, um, I don't know how likely that would be at school in middle school or high school, but, um, but at home, if you happen to know the bully outside of school, your parent might feel tempted to step in and, and help fight the fight for you. But the problem with that is that that won't teach you the lesson that you're strong and you can you can face this on your own and you can handle it on your own because you are just as strong as the bully. And it also sends the message to the bully that uh, that you won't be okay without your trusty adults around to uh, get your back if you ever feel like you're in a weak moment or whatever. So 
You never want to expect others, even friends, to stand up to the bully for you. It won't go as well as if you stand up for yourself and you will be getting the most benefit by dealing with it on your own as much as possible. Okay. But you should tell trusted adults so that they can help you figure out the best strategies, make sense of materials like this, um, maybe even decipher between a bully who is mainly a social bully and a bully who is veering into the unsafe and maybe even criminal level, that would be where an adult could step in and say, you know what, I think we need to take this to an, another level. This isn't just bullying anymore. Okay. Number two is, uh, to ignore the bully and walk away. And this means ignore what the bully wants you to do, what they shame or scare you into. Um, ignoring the bully means ignoring the path they're trying to lead you down. It doesn't mean ignore them as a person. It means ignore their agenda, ignore the pattern, don't play into it and do some small thing that shows you don't give a rip about them or what they want you to do. They aren't scaring you. They aren't intimidating you. They aren't going to make you do something. They aren't going to get you to react. And then you walk off in kind of a mic drop fashion. That is what ignoring the bully means. It doesn't mean to pretend they're not there. It means accept that they are there, excuse me, and to show that you aren't going to pay attention to their agenda. Okay. Number three is walk tall and hold your head high. This means be your true self without hesitation or apology when anyone questions you, especially the bully, which they're going to do. If you start showing that you are uh, comfortable within your own skin and you are confident and you are, you have core confidence and you are ready to show the world that you are going to be yourself unapologetically, they will challenge that. So you have to be ready for it. But the idea of walking tall and holding your head high means that you get comfortable and centered within yourself. It doesn't mean you start learning some confidence tactics, like, uh, making a big, scary, uh, like stand like a grizzly bear in front of the mirror before you go to school. I mean, yes, if you change your body postures and you, you, uh, put your shoulders back and you hold your head high, literally, yeah, you're going to look a little bit more confident, but the, the true confidence comes from being cool with who you are on the inside and being willing to show that no matter what anybody else has to say about it and not changing if people do question or challenge you. All right. The next one, uh, don't get physical. Of course, you do not want to get physical. Certainly not. You don't want to initiate physical fighting with people at school. And you want to be able to recognize when the bullying might turn into physical violence or with, with anyone, even if they haven't bullied you or anyone else. If you recognize something turning into physical violence, that's a move toward a, like I said, a possible criminal behavior. When you're an adult, physical violence toward others is assault. It is a criminal behavior. It's not just power hungry bullying. Most bullies do not go into criminal behavior um, with their victim. Most bullies do not go into physical violence. Okay. They, they don't. Um, some of them do, but that's, that goes beyond bullying. You have to be able to recognize that. And like I've told you before, if you are anticipating that kind of violence or physical 
interactions of that kind, you need to involve adults because just like with adults who are doing assault behavior or violent behavior, they need to deal with authorities. Kids who are doing violent behavior need to deal with the authorities. Okay. Never engage in physical defense unless you have no other choice to protect yourself. Of course, if, if there's no other choice, you've got to do something to help yourself, but don't do it just to get back at the bully or have a revenge on the bully or because the bully is trying to egg you on to get you to fight them. That is not going to end well. You're probably going to get in just as much trouble and likely to have injuries from doing that. And it's not going to save you anything by uh, engaging in that way. So you, it, you're going to hear that people say, well, you got to fight back. You got to step up to them. Well, I'm telling you, you need to engage as little as possible to get away from them because the more, as I said before, the more you feed into their patterns and their problems and the, and the way that they want you to behave, the more you, uh, let a bully lead you down a path that you don't want to go down. That's the bully food. Okay. And you don't want to engage back in a way that isn't, is against your own agenda is against your own personal values or plan. Do not in initiate physical violence with the bully and do not retaliate in physical violence with the bully unless it's your only option for your own protection. All right. The fifth one says, try to talk to the bully. Uh, yeah, that's fine. As long as you speak in the bully's language, which is something you've got to practice. It's being real, being kind, which means being real, doing what they deserve versus being nice, which is what doing what they expect uh, you to do, which is people pleasing. They expect you to follow the rules and be nice like the school tells you to. And what you really need to do when you communicate with a bully is be real with them and show them that you're ready to dish right back out what they deserve right back to them. Okay. Um, that means sometimes you have to be mirroring the behavior that they're doing to you. You need to do it back. And if you're not ready to do that, then I wouldn't recommend trying to talk to the bully. Okay. You need to speak in the bully's language. If you're going to talk to the bully, number six, practice confidence. Yeah. That's what this whole podcast is about. It's about, um, <clears throat> it's about getting you to have a stronger sense of self and not veering from that when, when the going gets tough and the bully starts challenging you or questioning you. Confidence is keeping your expressions aligned with your emotions. Okay. So if you act like you're fine, but you really feel sad or disappointed or frustrated or angry, people will sense the mismatch there. And it may look like you're hiding the, the weaker part of yourself out of inferiority. It might be that you are hiding something that seems insecure and you think you're getting away with it, but you're not. It actually reads as inferior. It reads as creepy. And People know they're being manipulated when you say one thing, but you clearly feel a different thing. People can tell how you feel even when you're hiding it. So it's really, it makes more sense to, instead of showing that inferiority, because you would only hide something you feel because you feel inferior and you don't want them to see it. It makes more sense. And you might as well just show your feelings to them and, and be honest and own them in front of everybody. That is actually what confidence is. Even if the feelings you're showing are insecure feelings, because if you are feeling insecure and you express an insecure feeling that is more confident than feeling insecure and trying to hide it. Does that make sense? I hope so. Okay. Number seven is to talk about it. 
Okay, this is a big one. Yeah, you wanna talk about it. You're actually talking about it right now as you listen with me because communication and um, being a literate person has to do with listening, speaking, reading, and and writing about it as you reflect maybe in your journal. All of those aspects are talking about it, communicating about it, but you want to be sure to talk and listen about this topic of bullying personally and generally, whether it's, you know, you're talking about your own personal situation or whether you're listening to this podcast, you want to watch for what you say to yourself in your head. You've got to look at the voice that talks inside your head and make sure that it isn't giving the bully added power in your mind by describing the bully as more scary or terrible than they actually are. That's where talking about it can go wrong. Talking about it to figure the situation out, to problem solve, to learn about the pattern, to build up your confidence, to try new strategies and, and eventually put this problem in reverse. That's great. That's thinking through the problem and applying your new skills. If you're talking about it to moan and groan and build up how, how terrible the bully is and how weak it makes you feel, that is eventually going to send your mind a signal that it's true. Okay. And you don't, it's not true. The bully right now has a power over you that you can reverse. That's what this whole podcast is about. That's why you're here to listen. So you just got to be careful about the way you're talking about this problem. Do not talk about it in a way that builds the bully up into something that they aren't. Okay. Keep them in check by making, uh, a realistic assessment of every situation you're in with them. All right. Lastly, it says to find your true friends. I love this one. Um, but remember to also let your true friends find you by openly sharing who you really are. Being comfortable to express yourself is that whole alignment of your emotions and your expression. It does show a, a core confidence that is attractive to people and they will see who they will see you for who you are and be able to decide for themselves if you're someone they want to be friends with. And you will um, naturally filter out the people that wouldn't want to be friends with you anyway by being yourself. You also remember back to the episode about popularity. Look around at the others to find what you truly like about them. So it's not just about showing yourself and letting people see who you really are so they can decide about you, but look for qualities and traits and aspects of people that you appreciate and like, and remember that people like being liked. So if you let them know, let those people, you know, let those people you like know what you like about them or what you appreciate. And they are going to enjoy that. They're going to notice you more. That's going to actually make them like you more. That's what being popular really is, is a person who likes the most amount of people will draw in the most friends. And that's being popular means being um, valued by others. So that's how you get valued by others is valuing them. The name of this episode is what to do and what not to do. And what you don't do actually matters most. Here is my top three things I think you should stop doing today or work on stop doing today. We got to look at that now. Okay. The first one is being interesting to the bully. One of the principles of bully food is to be boring and to be bored. Okay. Being interesting to a bully means you're fighting them. You're reacting to them. Not, and I don't mean physical fighting. I just mean kind of fighting the, the fact that it's happening, um, fighting your own 
feelings about it, fighting your own sense of self about it. Okay. So instead what you want to do to be as, as, as boring as possible to stop being interesting is do a blank face. A blank face means no emotion, no expression, no reaction, nothing, except that the bully is a jerk and they deserve nothing for it, right? Give them nothing. Be okay with giving them nothing or almost nothing. It might go against your instinct to, to not do anything about this big problem in your mind, but actually by not doing anything, the problem becomes less and less in your mind and the bully is actually diminished by it. So anything you do in reaction to them or fighting your own sense of self because of them is a scrap of bully food for them. And instead being boring by not reacting to them and being unstoppable by refusing to let them stop you from living your life, that is what's going to actually send a signal to them that, that you're not the one, you're not the one who's going to take their crap. So on the, on the topic of being unstoppable by refusing to stop being who you are, you have to, the, the second item on this list is to stop changing for the bully. Okay. Changing has to do with avoiding. And unless you agree that what the bully is saying or doing, you know, to indicate maybe there's something you could, you could shift or change. Okay, fine. If you, if you agree with them, you maybe have a, a way of behaving that isn't getting you anywhere and they've pointed it out and you want to shift it over. I've told you before, do it gradually so that they don't feel like they're getting the credit for it, but it's fine. Bullies can give you feedback that helps you be stronger in life. But for the most part, they are trying to make you feel bad about yourself and they don't even, they don't even believe the stuff they're saying. Sometimes they might even like the shirt you're wearing, but they just say it's bad to make you feel bad to see if they can get you to change and really changing for a bully or avoiding the bully in any way comes out of stress and it reinforces your anxiety. Oh, it's, it's fight, flight, flight is avoiding. Okay. Uh, fighting would be not accepting. That's, that's being, you know, reacting. That's the being interesting to the bully there. That's fight. Flight is doing anything to avoid them or try to fit what they do so that you can avoid their criticism or avoid their, um, their challenge that they put to you. Okay. So avoiding their criticism by changing or going along with them is bully food because it is self betrayal. They are trying to get you to stop being yourself and you have to be the only way to be unstoppable is to continue being yourself. You even if you avoid their path, um, by going a different way, going out of your own way, going against who you really are. And I know it sounds kind of dramatic, but if you truly avoid going to your next class in the same uh, hallway that they're in and you go all the way around the school trying to avoid them, that is going out of your own way for them, okay? Instead, you want to face them with courage and stick to your own plan, your own values, your own sense of self, whether it's the way you walk to class, the styles you wear, the friends you choose, whatever it is that's truly you and is not gonna change, you have to openly show it, embrace it within yourself. And if they criticize it, double down. Unless you feel unsafe, of course, that's the time to in involve adults that the bully is clearly, and I mean physically unsafe, where they are a physical threat to you, then 
yeah, you want to, you want to back off and see what the adults can do to, to deal with their behavior because they have moved into a new territory beyond bullying. But if they're just being a jerk, they're just being a bully who's being power hungry. What you want to do is face them with courage and not waver from who you are. Um, it is a strong step to do this, to not change for a bully. And it's infuriating to them. They are seeing more and more that they can't get through to you, that you don't care enough about them or their threats or their intimidating behavior or them being mean to move over for them. Facing doesn't mean you should seek them out. It's not, it's not that you have to face them more and more to get, uh, to get the benefit from this. You can, you can, you can choose to put yourself in more and more situations with them to kind of get used to their nonsense and get better at your own skills, but you don't have to do that. Just stay your course and be who you are without a care for what they do or where they are or what they say. Okay. And that leads us to the third item on the list. You have to decide to stop caring. Okay. You, you have to stop caring about this bully and it is a decision. And once you stop caring what they say, what others may think about what they say, even what you think about it. Once you make the decision to stop caring about the fears or embarrassments they make you feel or that you choose to feel in response to them, the way you wish things would be if it was a perfect world and if they, they started leaving you alone, once you, start, once you stop caring about that, you stop caring about the rules the bully is supposed to be following, but they are always breaking. You stop caring about the insults and isolation, intimidation, and insecurity they make you feel. When you can let go of these things and whatever else is getting in your way to do with the bully, and you, you will feel a freedom of floating over the whole situation. It doesn't seem like that at first. It, it's a really simple concept to stop caring, but it's, that doesn't mean it's easy. Okay. At first you will feel very worried about letting go and letting yourself not care anymore. It's, it's like the exact opposite of what every party you wants to do. You want to react. You are upset. They make you feel like they make you feel the anxious stress response. They make you want to run. They make you want to fight out. They make you want to try to fit in and do what they say. So they'll leave you alone. All of those things are completely normal, uh, reactions to have to a bully because they, they stress people out. But the, the name of the game is not letting them engage your stress response. It's to, um, keep your calmness intact as much as possible. And that means eventually getting to the point where you just don't care and you will start to feel an easiness to this once you fully commit. And then you will start to feel the freedom of floating that I'm talking about. When you can let go of all your cares, you can let them just melt away. You will find that you don't fall apart you actually flow into your own life with fewer obstacles. It's, it's kind of like going from being a piece of ice to being a flowing water that can go around any rock. Okay. You're not rigid and about to break and you're not, uh, you're not brittle and, and unable to do anything, unable to move. You become, once you melt, once you let go and you become uh, more flowing and more easygoing and you just you just move right through it without these obstacles being a problem for you. 
people so this this part is not caring is the the part of the stress response that I'm talking about is freezing. Freezing is the same as caring. Okay. When you are all frozen up and worried, that's when you care the most. That's what, that's what I actually say. People with anxiety aren't the most worried. They, they're the people who care the most. And freezing is one of the biggest ways that it happens. They, they cannot let go. They're afraid to unfreeze or to stop bracing, to stop grabbing so tight because they think holding on tightly is what is holding them together or keeping everything from falling apart, keeping themselves from falling apart or from like crashing, falling to the, to the ground. Like they're holding onto some cliff and if they let go, they'll fall to the ground. A tight grip like that actually only keeps the tension alive. And if you can let go, you'll find that you float. You don't fall. You, you float. You don't fall. If you can let yourself melt and become a little warmer, you'll find that instead of being this brittle piece of ice that it can be pushed over, like I've talked about the, the wood being able to be pushed over. If you become loose and easygoing or like water, you can fall, you can flow around any rock. You can get around anything. Okay. So this whole idea of stopping caring is really releasing that tension and pressure so you can rise above the situation. It will be scary at first, probably for a lot of you because you're not used to it. That's the only reason. Everything is harder at first. Everything, when you start something, there's tension to it because you are becoming a new version of yourself. You are changing your vibe. You are in a new, uh, a new system or a new realm, a new aspect of yourself and a new way of being. And you're not new, you know, you're not experienced with it. So of course you're going to be, um, feeling some tension and it'll feel a little bit scary, but the worst you've imagined isn't real. And the only way to find that out is for yourself is to stop caring and see what happens. Caring has not gotten you as far as you think it has. Caring about what the bully does and says and how the the next thing they could do and how bad it might feel and trying to avoid them and fighting out and demanding that the school does something, all of this stuff, you know, look at where it's gotten you. Imagine if you just had the freedom of really not giving a crap about them. Imagine what they would do in response to that. Just start imagining it. Just start caring a little bit less every single day and you'll find that you can rise above it and it won't matter to you and how free that will feel. I am excited to see this work for you all and I hope you start practicing it as soon as you get back to school this week. Um, And I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.